Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Wednesday, May 19th, and the 12-game featured slate kicking off past 7 p.m. on DraftKings. But before we get into any of that, as we always do, we are going to talk some prize picks as the show is brought to you by the fine people over at prize picks head on over to prizepicks.com use the promo code mmnmlb and you will have your first deposit matched up to $100 and we are talking some big names on prize picks for Wednesday's slate we're not fooling around with unders on Wednesday's slate i think there's some really nice matchups to take advantage of with some really elite bats, and uh, we will start with Aaron Judge, who's going up against Hyung Jung Yang of the Texas Rangers. Yang has really struggled in his limited sample size in the majors. Again, this is someone who was a former stud in the KBO, but did struggle in 2020 in the KBO before making the leap to the majors, and those struggles have followed him so far this season the surface stats aren't terrible he's got a 3.38 era but the expected era is almost two full runs higher 16.7 percent of yang's batted ball events have been barrels so far this season that would rank among the league leaders if he had the batted ball events to qualify in such a category so he's been hit hard and he hasn't exactly been burned too hard as of yet but it seems like that is on the horizon and someone like judge a lineup like the yankees which is as right-handed heavy as it is should probably take advantage and let's focus specifically on judge for now we'll get to this as a full-fledged stack in just a second but judge has some amazing numbers in whatever split you want to break down for wednesday's slate he has a 247 wrc plus on the season against left-handed pitching. That is one of the best marks in all of baseball. He's got a 239 WRC plus on the road in 2021, which seems a little strange considering his home park is Yankee Stadium, but uh, Globe Life Park has also proven to be a pretty good hitter's park in the past. And he's got a 192 WRC plus in the month of May against both right-handed and left-handed pitchers at home and away. So any way you want to slice it, Judge is red hot right now. It's a right-on-left matchup against a struggling southpaw. His fantasy point prop on prize picks is nine, so it's a big prop, but I like the over for Aaron Judge. He probably gets five plate appearances in this game against the Rangers. I also like J.D. Martinez to go over his fantasy point prop of eight against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Jays are red hot right now, but Ross Stripling is taking the mound for the Jays, and that is the pitcher you want to take advantage of if you are an opponent of the Blue Jays, specifically if you're a right-handed batter. Uh, Stripling did have a relatively good start his last outing against the Braves. It was probably his best start of the season so far, but even in that start, Ronald Acuna Jr., a right-handed bat, took him deep on, I think, the second pitch of the game. Uh, And that really is a microcosm of what has happened uh, just every time Ross Stripling has taken the mound so far this season. Each of his five starts, he's given up a 456 Woba to right-handed bats. And on top of that, righties are slugging 661 against the righty so far this season. So you want to attack Stripling 
with right-handed bats, and right-handed bats don't get a lot better than J.D. Martinez. So in that single-A stadium in Dunedin where the ball seems to fly out more often than not, I like Martinez to go over eight fantasy points along with Aaron Judge to go over nine fantasy points on prize picks. Okay, let's get to the meat of the video. Let's get to DraftKings. Again, 12-game featured slate past 7 p.m. on Wednesday. It's a pretty big slate for a Wednesday, and there are a lot of good pitchers on this slate. Seemed like Tuesday we were really lacking a lot of high-end pitching options. There were actually a couple of very viable options at 4K as things kind of shook out towards lock, but that's not really the case on Wednesday. Although I will say Logan Gilbert is making his second career start against the Tigers. He's just $4,700. Didn't have the best go-around in his first start against Cleveland last week, but I still trust Gilbert. I still think he's one of the higher-end prospects, pitching prospects we have in all of baseball. And the Tigers strike out a ton. They can't really hit. So I think Gilbert at 4-7, if people were maybe scared off by the fact they didn't get the best return on investment in that first start, uh, maybe you get less of an ownership on Wednesday's slate. And I think you can you can pretty much make anyone viable against Detroit. So I, I will go back to the well with Logan, Logan Gilbert at 4-7, but some of these high-end pitchers, I mean, you almost have to get one of them because someone's going to have a huge night, whether it's Corbin Burns at 10300 against the Royals. So great matchup and a reasonable price for Corbin Burns, who has been much more expensive than that. Uh, in recent weeks after his amazing start to the season. Max Scherzer is an even 10,000 against the Chicago Cubs. That's probably the worst matchup of any of these elite pitchers, although the Cubs obviously much better against left-handed starters than they are against right-handed starters with the way that Bryant's splits and Baez's splits and Contreras' splits have been so far this season. So Scherzer is maybe not someone who's at the top of the list, but he's Max Scherzer. So he's obviously someone you at least have to think about on any slate that he is on. Here's where we get into some really interesting options. Jack Flaherty, $9,700 against the Pirates. Uh, Flaherty's looked incredible his last four starts where he's gone over 20 DraftKings points in each one of those outings. His last two starts in particular, not a single earned run in either of those games. The strikeout numbers are back up to where they were in 2019. He's looking like the 2019 version of himself. And for 9,700, look, I don't want to say that's cheap because it's not, but for the 2019 version of Jack Flaherty, that actually is a little bit of a discount. So against the Pirates, who are just in general pretty underwhelming offense, uh, Brian Reynolds has been great, and he's on fire right now, but that's really about all they have going for them. And they have just a 74 WRC plus in the month of May. That is the lowest mark in all of baseball. So great matchup for Flaherty. I think he's definitely among my favorite pitchers to target at the top end on Wednesday's slate, along with the next two guys on the list. I mean, John Means, we we went really in-depth into John Means a couple videos ago, uh, so I won't spend too long on Means, but he gets the Tampa Bay Rays on Wednesday, and the Rays just exploded for 13 runs on Tuesday. So this is a it's an offense that can get hot and cold really fast. Uh, so maybe it's a little bit worrisome that they just had that sort of offensive explosion on Tuesday, uh, against Matt Harvey. However, the Rays also have the highest strikeout rate in the American League in the month of May. So that makes someone like Means incredibly viable 
uh, because the strikeout upside, he's already an above-average strikeout pitcher, but you get even more, an, an elevated ceiling when you face a team like Tampa. And the same goes for Trevor Rogers against the Phillies. Uh, he's just $9,100. The Phillies have the highest strikeout rate in the National League so far in the month of May. They did get things going late against the Marlins' bullpen on Tuesday, um, but you know they were shut down by a rookie starter for the first five innings of that game. They were really hit or miss in a series against Toronto. They're, they're dealing with some injuries. D.D. Gregorius was just placed on the IL. JT Realmuto might be able to play in that game, but he's missed the last two, so he's a bit of a question mark. So maybe see what the lineup kind of shakes out like for the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday. But Trevor Rogers is one of the best strikeout pitchers we currently have in baseball, and he's a little bit undervalued still. Uh, so maybe take advantage of that price point at 9100 because the Phillies, their contact, their bat-to-ball is among the worst in all of baseball. So I think Rodgers is in a very nice spot if he can work deep into that game. And working deep is kind of the the theme of some of the more, I don't want to say risky pitchers on Wednesday's slate, but when you have guys like Burns and Scherzer and Flaherty, the floor is so high that you're kind of judged on a curve when you're someone like Trevor Rogers or John Means or Shohei Otani. And I really want to talk about Otani because he's just $7,400. And it it just doesn't seem right. It, it seems like a misprint. Uh, Otani, the expected numbers are a little bit worse than the actual numbers. Uh, his 2.10 ERA is not quite the same as an XERA that is in the threes. However, he's coming off his best start of the season against the Astros, a premium offense in baseball. He went seven innings in that game, faced 26 batters, one earned run, 10 strikeouts, one walk, which is crucial because that's really been the Achilles heel of Shohei Otani so far this season is he's walking too many opposing batters. That's about the only negative thing you can say about the pitcher or the positional player, uh, Shohei Otani in 2021. But if he's not going to walk anybody, he's someone who probably should be priced in that $9,000 tier, and he's not. He's 7-4 against Cleveland, and Cleveland so far in May has a 219 batting average, the lowest mark in the American League, and they have an 86 WRC plus entering play on Tuesday. They're nothing special on offense, and Otani is someone who has a 36.4% strikeout rate, which if he had the innings to qualify, would tie Shane Bieber for the fifth highest mark in baseball. So you're getting Shane Bieber level strikeout upside at 7-4. I understand the longevity of Otani in these starts hasn't always been amazing. He's someone who might only throw four innings. He's someone who might only throw five innings. But if the control is better, and if the control is anything like it was in his last outing, he is going to crush value at this price. So I will have some shares of Shohei Otani heading into Wednesday's slate. But again, there's a lot of good pitching options on Wednesday. That is not the issue. Uh, it's it's stacked. And I think there's a lot of ways to go about it, whether you want to really exploit two names in that tier above 9K, or if you want to mix in the Otanis and the Gilberts of the world to get a little bit of value. Okay, let's talk some stacking options. Already mentioned Yang of the Rangers going up against the Yankees. Again, this is just someone who is due for some serious regression, and it feels like the Yankees are going to be the team that supplies that. 3.38 ERA, 5.35 
expected ERA. So right there, right off the hop, some obvious normalization should be baked in pretty soon. I mentioned that a sixth of his batted ball events have been barrels so far this season. He's also got an 87% zone contact rate. So while the swinging strike rate is actually surprisingly high, he's not generating swings and misses in the strike zone. And the Yankees will make you throw pitches in the strike zone. So Judge, super expensive, not surprising. Gary Sanchez, super expensive. It's the Yankees. There's going to be super expensive pieces. I did want to point out that there, that there are some moderate values, let's call them, when it comes to the Yankees. Gio Urshela has pretty consistently been batting cleanup for the Yankees the past three weeks. He's just $4,800. Glaber Torres seems like he's going to be activated off the COVID IL tomorrow. Uh, he was cleared on Tuesday, so there's a chance. I'm not necessarily saying it happens, and he hasn't had the best numbers so far this season, but he's just $3,900 right on left matchup. If he's hitting fifth for less than 4K, I, I think you have to take a serious look at him if he is, in fact, activated. Then someone like Clint Frazier, who's been hitting better the last couple days, he's 3,100. So you can stack, like, the four to seven bats in the Yankee lineup for a much cheaper price than you can stack the top three. It's not the same in terms of production, but... It's a, it's a route you can go if you do choose to get a little bit more expensive with your starting pitching. And then you could just play the Mariners if you don't want to get into the value Yankees because you could have the top half of the Mariners lineup for next to nothing. Uh, the Mariners get Tarek Skubal on Wednesday. Skubal we've talked a lot about in these videos. Pretty much anytime he starts... I'm talking about how you have to stack against him, and it's it's obvious. I mean, 19 barrels allowed so far this season. It's the most in all of baseball. 18.6% of his batted ball events are barrels. That is the highest rate in baseball. And opponents have a 408 expected WOBA against Scooball so far this season among qualified pitchers. That is a top 10 mark in all of baseball. So he's just not getting guys out. And while Seattle has struggled this season with left-handed pitching, They've got a couple bats who have thrived within the split. Mitch Haniger is their most expensive offensive piece, rightfully so, but he's not that expensive. He's $4,500. He's got a 140 WRC plus against lefties so far this season. Dylan Moore is 2-7. Probably going to hit fifth or sixth against Scooble and the Tigers and that bullpen with an ERA over six. And Moore has a 126 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. And then you get into, like, Jared Kelnick is 3-5. He's probably going to bat leadoff, left on left, but I'm not really overly concerned about that when the lefty in question is Scooble. Uh, Lewis is just $3,200. Tom Murphy could be an interesting name, too. Murphy, uh, you go back through the course of the last half decade, has shown flashes of considerable power in right-on-left matchups. He's just $2,500 and comes with a lot of ceiling at that catcher position. So there's a lot of ways to save with a Mariners stack, and I think they are going to be one of the better offensive teams on Wednesday's slate. Okay, before we get out of here, let's head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and talk about some bets that I like on Wednesday, and we will start with the place we just were. Let's take the Seattle money line. I don't trust the Tigers. I don't trust Scooble. I don't trust this bullpen. And like I said, I'm, I'm willing to give Logan Gilbert the benefit of the doubt. Didn't look amazing in his first start, but didn't look bad either. Didn't look out of place. And the Tigers are just 
not a capable MLB offense. I mean, if if Logan Gilbert needs to kind of get back in AAA to reimmerse himself in that at- atmosphere, this is the closest he's going to get to a AAA lineup in the majors. Uh, the Tigers were also entering play on Tuesday, just 6-14 on the road. So the Mariners, who have a winning record at home, they are just minus 136 on the money line. I think the pitching matchup is very skewed in the direction of Seattle. So I will take a, a home favorite at a reasonable price, I think. Um, and then I will take a road dog. Uh, we talked about Ross Stripling and how little I trust that guy. And it, it's tough to bet against the Blue Jays right now. I, I will admit that. Um, they have incredible numbers in Dunedin. Coming into Tuesday's slate, they had a 132 WRC plus at home. That only got better with 16 hits and eight runs against the Red Sox and an eight nothing win on Tuesday. However, that was Hunjin Ryu. This is Ross Stripling. And Ross Stripling, yes, he's coming off his best start of the season, but in general, like even if you want to play the oh, his expected numbers are better than his actual numbers game. 5.91 ERA turns into a 4.72 expected ERA. A 4.72 expected ERA is also not good. And as I mentioned, he's crushed by right-handed batters so far this season. He's never worked more than five innings. And the Toronto bullpen is one of the more beat-up bullpens in all of baseball. They've got like six different relievers on the IL. So I think this is a good opportunity to lean on Boston here, especially considering that Garrett Richards has been pretty good. His last six starts, 2.6 ERA, 3.24 FIP. He's actually allowing the second fewest barrels per plate appearance of all American League pitchers. So if he can keep the walks under control, he's been really good lately. He's been the Garrett Richards that people have wanted him to be for like the last, I don't know, six, seven years at this point. So I think Richards has a clear advantage over Ross Stripling and the Red Sox are plus 110 on the money line. Even if you don't want to bet the Red Sox, don't bet Ross Stripling as a favorite. That's just a pretty good rule of thumb. So I will take the Red Sox plus 110 on the money line. I'll take Seattle minus 136 on the money line. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. I will catch you guys next time.